Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Among the amazing occurrences in the upper room, as Jesus establishes his new covenant and corrects the worldly perspective of his disciples, we hear Jesus promising thrones and kingdoms to his disciples. Today on Drawing Near, let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 22 as we study a bestowed kingdom. And as we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. And our Father in heaven, there are many things in your word that I do not fully comprehend or understand. Father, you know these full well. I'm not sure we're intended to understand everything. What lies ahead for us in eternity are blessings and privileges and promises that are beyond our comprehension. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor mind has conceived. Father, we pray that you would help us to put our faith in you and not in the things of this world, that you would help us to trust in you for all of the provisions, not only of this life, for the provisions of the life to come. And Father, help us to be caught up in the wonder, the joy, the hope of all that you promise that will occur for us in eternal life. Thank you for these words of Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. As you may recall, the disciples were debating or arguing over who would be greatest in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of Jesus. And as they were debating this, Jesus corrects them. He tells them that the kings of this world lord their authority over their subjects, and this is not to be the case among the apostles. Now, I think it's interesting that he equates the apostles with the kings of this world, and we're going to see why here in just a few moments. So Jesus is correcting this, and after he corrects and tells them that they need to serve as the younger might serve the elder, or the servant might serve the one who sits at the table, we read in Luke 22, verse 28 and following these words, But you are those who have continued with me in my trials, and I bestow upon you a kingdom, just as my Father bestowed one upon me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Jesus acknowledges that his disciples have been with him in all of his trials. They have witnessed what Jesus has gone through, as the Sadducees or the scribes or the Pharisees or the people sometimes themselves challenged Jesus' words and authority. The disciples had been there, and they had remained with him. Now we know Judas Iscariot is going to betray Christ. We also know in our next study that Simon, or Peter, is going to deny Christ. Yet Jesus acknowledges that these disciples have continued with him. I think that equates to several passages in the New Testament where we're told, he who endures unto the end, or he who perseveres unto the end. Those kinds of references. These disciples have persevered. They have continued and endured with Jesus in his trials. And he acknowledges that. He acknowledges that in a profound way. In verse 29, he says, And I bestow upon you a kingdom, just as my Father bestowed one upon me. He's not telling the disciples that they have earned or merited a kingdom. They have done what servants are supposed to do. They have followed their Lord. They have done what they were told. 
That's what a servant is expected to do. We're told in another passage of scripture that a servant doesn't deserve praise for doing what a servant is required to do. That's their job. They don't need to be patted on the back because they have done what they were supposed to do. And by the way, that's a very different perspective than what a lot of us have today in acknowledging people just for an effort. Jesus wasn't dancing around these kinds of things. He says, I bestow upon you a kingdom. Just as my father bestowed one upon me, it was Jesus's authority. It was in his power to bestow a kingdom upon his disciples. There was no agreement that required him to do so. He does this out of grace, just as his father had bestowed one upon him. In verse 30, he says he's doing this, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. Not only are they going to receive a kingdom, have a kingdom bestowed upon them, but they are going to eat and drink at his table in his kingdom. I think this comes up because they're sitting at the table at the Passover meal, eating and drinking with Christ here, and Jesus has a kingdom that is going to come in, and he's assuring these disciples who have been concerned about who will be greatest in the kingdom, about their position in the kingdom, he's assuring them that he's going to bestow a kingdom upon them, and they're going to eat and drink at his table in his kingdom. They're going to have seats of honor there. And not only that, we're told at the end of verse 30, and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. He's bestowing this upon these disciples. These aren't prophets of old. These aren't great kings. These are not highly educated or very wealthy individuals. These are common individuals, disciples of Jesus, who because they have continued with him in his trials, he's bestowing upon them a kingdom. They're going to sit and eat and drink at his table, and they're going to sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. This is amazing. Now, as we acknowledge this, let's pause. Jesus in this passage is not promising this to me. He's not promising this to other people or to the Gentiles. This is not a promise to the church not in this passage. There are other passages that seem to indicate that we will rule and reign with Christ. But that's not what this passage is saying. This passage is talking to those individuals, those disciples who had continued with him in his trials, who were there at this point, present in the upper room, and he is promising them a kingdom, a place at his table, and a throne to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. We need to know the context of this. What an amazing picture. Peter is going to deny him. That's amazing. Judas isn't even in the room at this point. So if he's not talking to us, what are we supposed to take out of this passage? One, those who endure, those who continue to the end, those who walk with Christ through all of the trials of life, faithfully serving him, are going to be rewarded. We're told that over and over and over again in the scriptures. Jesus is faithful in his grace, mercy, and love. He desires to show his love, his gratitude, by bestowing blessings on his people. We will be rewarded in eternity. I am thankful for the grace and mercy of a God and Father, of a Lord and Savior in Jesus Christ, who promises not only salvation from hell, but eternal blessing in heaven. And not only that, but we will be rewarded based on our works. That's what the scripture says. 
We do not deserve this. It is not owed to us. It is promised according to God's grace and mercy to us through Jesus Christ. We need to rejoice in this. We need to magnify the Lord in our hearts and worship him and serve him and praise him forever for his magnificent gifts, his great grace toward us. That's what we take out of this because this is an example of the very thing that we're talking about. God's grace extended to sinners whom he has redeemed and made not only servants, but children. Praise the Lord for this. I hope that you're walking with the Lord with the knowledge that God is faithful to us as we are faithful to him, that he draws near to us as we draw near to him. He never leaves us or forsakes us, and in eternity he blesses us for our faithfulness. He rewards us. We need to live and serve knowing the kind of God, the characteristics of our God whom we serve, his love, his goodness, his mercy, his grace, his eternal presence with us at all times, and his precious promises. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to have our minds and our hearts open to you, that we would see the truth of your goodness, your graciousness toward us in Christ Jesus, and that we would faithfully serve you and worship you with all of our heart. Guide us today as we seek to do these things. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.